Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hello and welcome to the show today as we take a look at the benefits of business school and an MBA, particularly asking, is all that work worth it? The thought of going back to business school appeals to those who want to boost their income and advance in their career. However, business school can cost anywhere from $20,000 to $150K per year. No joke. So it's critical that the benefits of business school outweigh the costs. Even the average cost of sixty grand is too expensive to, you know, find yourself. So if you're thinking about going to business school, you should at least do so with a specific purpose and be working to realize specific benefits. You also need to have a very specific ROI on the investment in your education. I received my MBA, and I can honestly tell you that it was only worth it because it was free. (laughs) My employer paid for it. The true out-of-pocket cost of $80,000 would not have been worth it. With that being said, these are the questions that you should answer before pursuing an MBA. Will I gain credibility? Many individuals choose to go to business school to gain business credibility in the corporate world. Businesses want employees who have proven strategic business skills and top-shelf communication skills, and an MBA signals that you are the type of person who will ask the right questions and make sound decisions. Having an MBA demonstrates your commitment to understanding the business perspectives of decisions, and it shows that you can communicate with a variety of people, even executives. The credibility that you gain from an MBA works far beyond the interview room, though. Consultants and technical salespeople will make quick inroads at companies when executives realize that these people know how to make strategic decisions. But for a lot of people, credibility will not be worth the cost. Small business owners and self-employed people know that their real value comes from serving their customers well. Even within the corporate world, a top-tier performer won't need an MBA to bolster their claims of value. If an MBA doesn't enhance your credibility, then it's just expensive initials behind your name. The value of credibility comes down to your circumstances and your career aspirations. However, There are still some corporations whose politics will require a higher education degree. In these companies, make sure you really compute the ROI before you make your investment. Or, better yet, make them pay for it. (laughs) All right, so is this the best way to bolster your business skills? That's the big question, and formal business training does allow students to gain some technical business skills that complement their real-world experiences. Whether you need to learn a formal framework for decision-making or just how to keep pace in an increasingly digitized world, business school can offer you the theory, hard skills, and know-how that you need to continue self-teaching on your own. Business schools provide a basis of knowledge that will allow you to adopt to a new changing marketplace, understand some best business practices, make decisions in the face of ambiguity, huge, conduct cost and benefit analysis, and perform advanced risk assessments. These are the types of skills employers want, but they can also help you if you're self-employed or a small business owner. Careers in general and small business ownership in particular 
can be full of volatility, and having sound decision-making frameworks can give you the skills you need to thrive. On the other hand, with enough initiative, you might be able to gain these skills on your own. Subject matter experts offer online training through sources like Udemy, Khan Academy, and Coursera. And you can also read books, of course, by experts or subscribe to Harvard Business Review. Self-paced learning isn't the same as the business school experience, of course, but in some circumstances, it might offer even more value since you can tailor your learning to your experiences. The skills you learn in business school are complementary to real-world experience, but it's worth considering if you can get the same skills at a lower price. From my own experience, this is one of the main drivers behind my choice to go to business school. I wanted to gain more business technical skills that I had already. And sadly, I didn't get much use from the stuff I learned in business school. (laughs) I learned so much more doing it myself in my online business and also by watching and following other experts in the field. I felt that my experience in business school was very much how business was in 1985 and not enough of how business will be in 2020 and beyond. So will my professional network actually expand? The digital revolution makes connecting with others easier than ever, but nothing replaces the value of a face-to-face connection, like the kind you'll make at business schools. Business schools brim with the best and the brightest, and some of your classmates will go on to become Fortune 1000 executives or start exciting businesses of their own. Studying with this type of person may help you grow the type of professional framework and network that will help you succeed. In addition to networking with other students, business schools, especially top-tier business schools like Harvard, MIT, or Cornell, have engaged alumni networks that help you land your first high-paying job right out of business school. When you properly nurture your network, it can be your most valuable professional asset, and an MBA program gives you unprecedented access to people who can connect you with opportunities. However, Having access to other MBAs is no guarantee that your network will actually improve. The network that you're most likely to gain through an MBA are people with experience in finance and large corporations. If you want an entrepreneurial business partner or to meet top players in a niche industry, then an MBA might not be for you. Even if an MBA program offers you the right networking opportunities, you have to nurture those connections. If you're too busy with a full-time job, academic commitments, and other family and friends, you may come away from business school with only a few weak links. Hmm. Many people will find their best connections through attending industry-specific conferences and also by connecting with people who live near them rather than through business school. I can safely say that my professional network that I built during my time in business school was the most valuable aspect of my program. Years later, I'm still in contact with my cohort, and they provide invaluable connections and knowledge whenever I need it. It's absolutely amazing. Was it worth 80 grand? I don't know, (laughs) but it clearly was the biggest value add of my experience. All right, the big question too is, can I expect a pay raise with an MBA? According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, people with professional degrees like an MBA can expect to earn almost $28,000 per year more than those with just a bachelor's degree, $1,639 per week versus $1,101 per week. 
Many of the highest paying corporate jobs are reserved for people with MBAs, and in some cases, an MBA will translate into years of meaningful experience in the eyes of people offering you jobs. Of course, a pay raise isn't a guarantee. Some people will graduate from business school with tons of student loan debt and no increased opportunity. The key to obtaining a pay raise is the ability to market your new skills to the right people and consistently applying your learning in the business setting. Small business owners, self-employed people, people who intend to stay in their previous field, are less likely to experience a significant pay bump than those who use the MBA as a bridge to a new career. According to a recent U.S. News survey, the average MBA holder earns $90,000 per year, five years after graduation. So it also depends on what school you graduate from, of course. If you get an MBA from Harvard, the average salary is $225,000, five years after graduation. But when you look at the bottom of the list of schools, you're going to see salaries in the $84K per year range. That can be a tough pill to swallow if you only earn $85,000. Which brings us into our next question, do I need to know the language of business? So within the corporate world, each business function from sales to finance has its own kind of language. To achieve corporate success, you got to know the languages, and business school teaches you these languages, so you can communicate with all teams in a business. You will also learn how to read and interpret business statements, which is a skill that will allow you to better manage your team to achieve your business goals. Like learning any new language, learning the language of business requires intentional practice, and business school offers the opportunity to learn that language in a way that corporate experience never offers. However, your career aspirations may not require that you know the how-to-speak effectively with every business function. For some people, gaining communication expertise within their business function will allow them to accelerate their career, while other people may see the most success by learning the business language of their clients or customers. Remember, too, that each company uses its own language you might be better off getting a job at a great company and working for a couple of years versus spending a lot of money to try and learn something you could get paid to do. Hope that makes sense. All right, so who is actually going to pay for your MBA? If your company will pay for most or even all of your MBA program like mine did, then the benefits do likely outweigh the costs. When the only cost to you is your time, then pursuing an MBA offers huge potential benefits at a low personal cost. My company paid for my MBA via tuition reimbursement, and I think the fact that I didn't have to pay for my degree made the experience worth my time. Now, people who receive significant scholarships or other forms of funding might see business school as more worthwhile than those who don't. On the other hand, people who quit their jobs to pursue business school we'll need to see some compelling financial ROI for business school to actually be worthwhile. In addition to the high cost of tuition, often more than six figures per year, ouch, full-time students sacrifice their salary and side business opportunities to obtain their degree. So if you need to borrow, make sure you look at the best student loans to pay for your MBA. We got a list of those at thecollegeinvestor.com, and there are specific loans that make sense to use when getting an MBA. So, the ultimate question, is an MBA worth it? Well, like everything in life, it all depends. <laughs> you knew that was coming. 
Who pays for business school may be the most important consideration in deciding whether or not to attend business school and making it worthwhile for you. But there could be some other issues that play a huge role in it for you as well. I think, like everything education and money-related, you need to do a real return on investment calculation about how much you're going to spend and what you think your post-grad salary is going to be. Luckily, business school still tends to be a real salary booster for most people. So if you're debt-free, going into business school, and plan on spending 60 grand, you should expect your salary to increase by at least that over the first five years post-graduation. If it doesn't, the ROI just might not be there. Once again, though, look for alternatives to paying, like tuition reimbursement. It sure makes an MBA much more reasonable for the price when it's free. <laughs> well, thanks so much for stopping by to the show today. I hope it was helpful and kind of got your wheels turning a little bit if you've been considering getting an MBA. And if you want to find out more, kind of dive a little bit deeper into some of the resources we mentioned today, find it at thecollegeinvestor.com. Copy and paste the title of the podcast right into the search bar and you'll find it. You can also find us all over social media. We would love to get to know you better. Just search for The College Investor and you'll find us.